The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les Aria. And I am David Hanscom, and happy to be here this morning with Dr. Aria, my guru. <laughs> <laughs> he's had, he's, he, uh, I, I sort of tease him about it, but he's a pretty smart guy, and I've learned a lot from him. And what we're finding out in general, that the human brain is complicated, there's lots of ways to heal. It would just allow your body to heal. So we're on a series that I've learned mostly from Dr. Arias called Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. He's going to explain it again a little bit later in the episode. But there, this is called Act in Action. We're going to talk about the check part of it, of the three C's. And the purpose of this episode is that in order to stimulate your brain to change what we call neuroplasticity, you have to first know exactly where you are at. So the first step is to catch and notice that there is a change in some part of your body, emotion, something. Then the second step is to check. We recognize that the change is there. So you create a little bit of space and then you choose where you want to go. So on the next episode, we're going to talk about choice, but today we're going to be discussing the check phase of reprogramming your brain. And I have to tell you this process of awareness, separation, reprogramming, or catch, check, and choose has changed my life. Because what it does, it actually changes your brain, neuroplasticity. So I'm going to read a quote today from a very famous author, Dr. Viktor Frankl. He's an Austrian psychiatrist who survived the concentration camps. And he's one of the most remarkable human beings I've ever read about. His book has sold over 40 million copies worldwide. If you look at Amazon, Amazon is still a bestseller 40 or 50 years later. But his quote is, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Victor Frankel. So Dr. Ari, could you review acceptance commitment therapy briefly for me and... What, what are the C's? What are the three C's, and why do they matter? Why do they work? Yeah, no, I think that's a it's a great time to always review things, right? Because this sounds very um, complex, but it's it's actually simple. So let me um, review what acceptance commitment therapy is, known as ACT. 
it's basically a behavioral intervention, a therapy that actually uses mindfulness and value-based actions. So what does that mean? Well, what ACT does is it helps us actively make contact with our psychological experiences, for example, the difficult thoughts and emotions, and even the sensations that show up in our body to fully, fully make contact with what shows up without needless defense while behaviorally and effectively moving towards what matters to you. That means when something shows up inside of us, difficult thoughts, difficult emotions, very painful physical symptoms with chronic pain, chronic medical conditions. And when those things show up, we tend to fight, we tend to resist, we're trying to figure out how to get rid of it. And in that struggle, it make us, makes us less effective in living a vital life. So when you have certain skills, and this is where ACT comes in, it teaches you to reduce the sting and or it teaches us to reduce the, uh, the undermining. We tend, it tends to undermine the mind, the nervous system, when it shows up with difficult things. So learning how, one, to catch, to catch. Am I aware of what is controlling me? What is overwhelming me? As David talks about awareness, awareness is very, very important because awareness is like a spotlight that you walk into a dark room and you put, you're like, ah, that's what's making me suffer. So first C, it's called catch. Catch when you are drunk in this trance of your mind. The second one would be check. Check how much am I resisting? Am I open to what's showing up? And last week we talked about if you're not open to what's showing up, you're going to have it. This is how it works. And then the third thing is to choose. Choose what? Choose how do I wish to be to, to myself, to others, during a difficult moment. Because when you can realize that you have choice, despite what shows up, you can actually have certain choices and committed actions towards what matters to you, family, you know, spirituality, uh, mental health, physical health. So you get to choose certain things and move towards that because very often we're drunk in our thoughts, emotions, the physical pain we can't do, we fight. And that creates a lot of suffering. And what we're trying to show you is there's a way out. So Dr. Arya, you're on fire this morning. I mean, my, my, <laughs> your guru nature's coming out because I get all these thoughts. Maybe I got too much sleep last night. Maybe, maybe you really are at this different level this morning, but it just hit me really hard as you were speaking is that first of all, what you're saying is that instead of being stress, automatic survival response, mm-hmm. you're saying stress, a little bit of a space and then choice of response. If you keep making these choices differently, your brain starts to physically train, physically change structure, which is called neuroplasticity. The other thing I have learned from you is that these reactions of anxiety and frustration and these uncomfortable sensations are protecting us, but yet we resist them. It's sort of ironic, right? Yeah. All these sensations are there are survival mechanisms that they protect us. And since emotional pain hurts as much as physical pain, why do we want to hurt? So we just stuff it. And so we're actually resisting these emotions that are protecting us. And so the other profound thought I had this morning is that (laughs) (laughs) what I call awareness and commitment therapy in a way. I mean, it's really, except I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the word acceptance, as you know, Yeah. yeah, but awareness is a big deal because 
you become aware of unpleasant sensations, they're not going to be pleasant ever. I mean, the survival sensations are not intended to be pleasant ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, 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 I want to let you know, and most people may not know this. Uh, and by the way, I'm going to tell Stephen Hayes you said that. You want to, <laughs> well, <laughs> we could we could actually help we could help his whole program, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Stephen Hayes is going to be speaking at our pain summit just on passing note uh, on day two about um, acceptance and commitment therapy how um, control is really the setup for uh, the threat response in our body and our mind. And, um, but I wanted to come back to what you said about awareness, we should change, um, act to awareness instead of acceptance, right? Uh, truth be told is what most people don't know when he was coming this, when he was creating this and doing studies, it was initially gonna be called distancing. Okay. So basically what we're talking about today is to get some distance, some space, some openness, and so you're not very far off. So you're, you're kind of a genius there, Dr. Hanscom. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I may be an orthopedic surgeon, but I do understand sarcasm when I hear it. <laughs> um, okay, all right, I'll take that. I could, I could take it. So all right. Let's the, 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 the issue here is, I mean, here's the thing that's so profound with this whole healing process. Most of the medical world, including, including the chairman of a very, very major medical center recently on tape pointed out that chronic pain is not solvable. That just isn't true. I mean, those of us that are in the field, and again, I have said for a long time that the process that Les and I do, I mean, what I did inadvertently with this whole process called the doc journey in my book and whatever is, is really acceptance and commitment therapy. So you learn to be with your thoughts, be with your pain, create some space, and then move a different direction. And we're going to talk about, talk about um, eventually this morning, if we can get to it, is what does check actually mean? This is a big deal because you catch something, okay, you feel something in your body and you just notice, you get to notice the change first. And if you're moving a thousand miles an hour, like I've done my entire life, you don't notice anything. You're just, you're just so fast and moving around. You don't have time actually hardly to feel. So the catch is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Aria, I know you will, is the catch this means you just got to be aware, you got to be connected enough to your environment to know what the heck is going on. And also it's inside not, of you, and also inside that? of you, um, not, not just awareness of, it's inside, outside, whomever is in between you. Yeah. You do, you will have to admit that working 12 to 14 hours a day sort of blocks that process a little bit. Absolutely. It, it can numb you. Right. And so that's a, that's a good point, good word about the numbing process. So the catch is the opposite of numbing. Mm -hmm. And then again, with neuroplasticity, I want to just state one little story. I'm reading a book called Live Wired, L-I-V-E, Wired, by Dr. Eagleman out of Stanford. And he points out the incredible neuroplasticity of the brain. The brain is a physiological structure. Each there's 80 billion cells and the cells don't even touch each other. They're actually separated by a little space called a synapse. So you have these calming neurotransmitters called acetylcholine, that type of category. You have excitatory neurotransmitters called glutamate, and they change back and forth in a, in a millisecond. It's all so fast. So they did an experiment where they tightly, actually they've done this several times, multiple papers on this, where they blindfold volunteers, and they do these research MRI scans called functional MRI scans, which shows which part of the brain is actually active. Within a day, when they blindfold people tightly, they look at the brain and the mm. auditory center or the hearing center actually comes into the visual center. 
And by five days, the auditory center has taken over a lot of the function of the visual center. So it happens very fast. And so when they take the blindfold off, it takes people a couple of days to readjust. They actually didn't anticipate that because you get the visual and auditory mixed up. You can actually take a camera and translate those signals into sensations on your back and people can start to see. So the brain is sort of, the brain is very neutral. It is going to take any sensation coming into it, interpret it, and then send out signals to act appropriately in order to survive. It's how we all evolve. So they're just finding out the incredible neuroplasticity to the brain. And what I now conceptualize it, which is different than even a year ago, just picture a beehive of 80 billion bees. And they're scrambling all over each other, looking for space, doing the thing. Every millisecond, they're changing all the time to adapt every second to what you're supposed to do. So it's a fascinating structure. So what we're doing is that you catch, you become aware of what's there. They get to create that space. And then we'll what we'll talk about in this episode is choosing, is you consistently start choosing, your brain starts to physically change structure. It happens quickly. It's, it's amazing. And, and we can translate that, what you just said, to today's episode, David, and act and catch, check, choose. And today, we, again, we're doing check. When you, when you open up to what is happening, it actually lowers the defense system of the brain and the body. That's the nervous system. And so if we can learn to do that, think about what you just said. It, it's so profound that we have this amazing um, organ called the brain that impacts the body and the body that impacts the brain. And when we make certain choices and we make certain behaviors, choose certain behaviors, it, it really changes everything. So blindfolding shifts the whole neurocircuitry. Imagine what happens when we stop fighting what shows up and we have proper skills to reduce emotional avoidance and reduce you know, um, suffering in that sense. When we tend to change that, and that's what today's episode is about is checking to see how much you're resisting because the more you resist, the more it persists. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Dr. Aria, do you want to talk to us a little bit about the actual practical, practical tools to create that space? And this is what critical skills, because they're not very hard. And the only goal of these different tools is to create that space. That's it. You, you got to create that space. And there's a bunch of ways of doing that. So can yeah. you tell me what you conceptually, well, first of all, conceptually what you're doing there, but also what, how do you actually accomplish this? Yeah, I think conceptually what we're doing here in any of the steps from catch, check, choose, again, just all of um, act is to really undermine the mind's, um, you know, storylines that it sends us. It's to undermine emotional and behavioral avoidance that leads to suffering. That's that's the whole, whole uh, gamut here. And how do we do it? Well, we do it by actually, again, walking through these steps to be aware that you are caught up in a trance. Um, you're caught up in, in sort of the storylines of the mind, but caught up in, you know, resisting what's showing up, which moves us to the second, which is checking. And the real big thing here is once you check, and here's a, I'm going to give you a, a metaphor. Whenever something happens to you, you notice a mood shift, you notice tension in your body, or you notice your breath rate changes, those three behavioral cues, something is happening. So become aware of what is happening and where in your body or your mind. And then, uh, I'm sorry, see those three, three things again? Yeah, sure. So it's a, uh, the three behavioral cues we gave the group um, last week is that pay attention to three behavioral cues. So when these three behavioral cues show up, or all three of them, it lets you know that your brain or the nervous system or body, whatever word you want to use, mind, nervous system, brain, it's taking over at a very deep unconscious level because it's programmed. So here are the three behavioral clues that you are no longer in charge. One, when you notice a sudden mood shift, you start to get angry and you start to, you don't, or you don't realize you're getting angry. Again, this is why awareness is key. When you notice a mood shift, when you notice tension in your body, all of a sudden spiking up. When you notice your breath rate changes, shallow, fast, holding your breath, at that point, you are in a threat response. Your brain will pull old memories. A lot of what we hear, feel is based on old, old stuff that's been programmed and we've experienced. And your nervous system is in service of your survival. So with that said, with that said, what I want everyone to notice is when you notice any one of those three behavioral cues, I want you to check two things. Inside of you, inside of you, metaphorically, Notice what is your resistance dial. And then next to it, if you look carefully as you drop into your breath, on the, ne- on the side of the resistance dial, we also have a willingness dial. What is the willingness dial? That's the word I use for acceptance. That's another way of saying is, am I open to my reality? So when you notice one of the three behavioral cues, the next thing I want you to do is check, hence this step, check, what is my resistance on the one to 10 scale? 
What, now, what do you mean by resistance style? In other words, um, oh, sorry, resistance dial, D I A. Resistance dial. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. But did you say willingness dial? Same thing? How open yep. am I? Okay. So got basically, it. think of two um, radio knobs. <clears throat> and when, when you notice that there's a mood shift, tension shift, or your breath rate has changed, I'm, I'm using this metaphor so you can really grasp it's not like out of your. Um, ability, but when you can actually conceptualize this this way. So when you notice one of those three behavioral cues, what I want you to do is kind of pause there for a moment, drop into your breath and go back and notice how much am I resisting on a one to 10 scale. So here's the clue. If you're resisting at five out of 10 or six out of 10, your willingness dial has to be higher. This is an important part because if you're not willing to have it, you will have it. Well, I'm sort of joking here, but I'm serious. So, I mean, for instance, let's take sleep. Mm -hmm. If you haven't slept, your resistance is going to be high. Yes. It, right? So let's, let's, let's walk that one back a little bit. So when people, this is more practical here, David, it, when someone wakes up and they're not, they're tossing and turning, you're resisting uh, and you're fighting and your mind is saying is I've got to get some sleep. I've, I've got to get some sleep. And so what happens at that point, you're resisting, your dial is probably high or maybe above a six. Your willingness is, yep, my mind is getting a lot of reps in there with a lot of those stories. And so we want to use certain tools to not fight with what the storylines are, or what your thoughts are. We want you to notice it. And then one of the things we can definitely do here is to even just kind of say this. If you're in bed, so I'm using this specific one for in bed, or if you're in a, in a difficult situation, is you would actually say, I noticed that. I'm having the thought that I noticed that the mind is having the thought. You can get some distance. I noticed that I'm thinking. And then you can say the next time to get some distance. I noticed that the mind is telling me stories because when you can get some distance from that, you start to realize that this is what's kind of making me suffer. Well, but I think it's really key. Okay. Say your resistance is high. Okay. It's okay. In other words, don't pretend it's not. Correct. Okay. Like yesterday, okay, like this morning, I'm much more open to hearing Dr. Arya speak because I get a great <laughs> night's sleep. But but two days ago, I got two nights in a row that was bad sleep. And I just was in a bad mood yesterday. I mean, and now I'm in a much better mood. And uh, maybe maybe because it's ta I'm talking to my guru here, but um, I can hear things differently this morning. It's interesting. So sleep is a big deal, just as one example of many. And remember, this is not psychological. This is all about your body's physiology, because when you don't sleep, you haven't rested, you haven't regenerated, and it's actually inflammatory. So your blood supply in your brain is gone from the thinking centers called the neocortex down to the lower part of the brain, and you're reacting. And when you're reacting, you can't be creative. So you got to create that space. Okay, I'm, and if you're resisting, you're resisting. You, correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Arya, but you don't have to change it right then. You just have to watch it. Yeah, that's exactly it, which brings in the one of the other things besides, you know, saying that I notice that the mind is having a thought that, or I notice that my body's reacting. <clears throat> just getting some space with just a simple statement like that is good. The mindfulness part is basically allowing things to be without trying to change it. So here's a big, a big one I use when I meditate 
when my eyes are open, when I'm struck with several you know, painful stories, storylines in my mind, or when I notice a, a very painful sensation in my body, I will simply thank the mind. I will thank the body. I will thank my nervous system. What does the thanking have to do? Thanking is basically saying is, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. And can you go ahead and play somewhere else? And I'm not looking to get rid of it, but I'm asking for some space in between. But what you've taught me is that these are just, just danger signals that are yeah. protecting you. Now, yeah. if they're based on, there's lots of things, well, there's lots of danger signals for humans that actually aren't real danger. And that's a whole different topic. Yeah. In general, those sensations are there to protect you, just like they're there to protect my cat or your dog. Yeah, that's that's exactly it, David. So let's let's walk that back again. So awareness, to be aware that whenever you notice something difficult show up, check to see your resistance uh, to what is showing up. How open am I? When, when we can look at this difficult thought, difficult emotion, difficult physical sensation, David, when we can look at it differently, why are they showing up? They're showing, there to, showing up to protect you. Why? Because you're not showing up to protect them. So which means that if you take a look at this is when you have negative thoughts, painful emotions, oh, you mean so my negative thought about, you know, my life sucks is protective? Yeah, because it's trying to keep you small and safe. Remember what the nervous system's number one job is, survival. It will do things to you. It will even create pain to stop you from moving towards what's important to you. It will stop you from feeling and will create more physical pain in that sense. So you don't have to deal with your reality. And so with that said, it's a protective device. So if we look at negative thoughts, negative feelings, I don't even use the word negative, but just painful thoughts, emotions, and sensations in our body. Look at it as it's sort of like a check light engine that comes on. Now, what do you want to do about it? Right. So we're going to spend some time, we're going to finish today's episode just with a couple of comments about some practical tools. And we've talked about a couple of them. One of them is welcome and the unwelcome. The other one's mindfulness. And the one I want to finish off <clears throat> really quickly is expressive writing. And uh, we're going to have some episodes, probably three or four episodes, just on expressive writing because it is so powerful. It is so well documented. And we're talking about ways to do it, but also the effect on the human body is profound. Yeah. And a lot of people... I think one of the problems with expressive writing, it is so powerful, it's hard to believe that such a simple intervention can make such a difference. But then we'll talk about that in, on several separate episodes just in of itself. But let's can you briefly review us, review to us what expressive writing is and why it is so powerful in this whole process of acceptance and commitment therapy. Yeah, I think in a simple way of expressive writing is not journaling, by the way. Dear Abby, or dear, you know, dear self. Dear David. Um, Dear, dear David, <laughs> so what expressive writing is, it's a scientifically proven intervention to create some space within. It's not to get rid of your thoughts, it's to get some spaces. I'm going to steal this, uh, I'm stealing that from David, because I like how he um, explains expressive writing. And on a side note, if you've not checked out David's stuff, uh, if you go to Google, everyone knows Dr. Google. So if you go to Dr. Google and type in expressive writing, David Hanscom, he has a beautiful PDF that shows up, um, which David, very well done. Uh, Thank you. you put a little bit about your stuff in there and, uh, and how to do this. Expressive writing is basically a scientifically proven way to get some distance from your difficult thoughts, emotions, and sensations. And it's been shown to impact your immune system. It's been shown to help people with chronic pain who are suffering. So in some sense, it reduces the suffering so you can actually choose, which we'll talk about next episode, 
on how to move towards what's important to you? Well, it's been the one exercise um, that the top psychologists in the world in the 1980s and 1990s, it breaks up, it breaks up obsessive thought patterns. It's the yeah. only thing that works. It's just a starting point, not a finishing point. But we are going to talk about that in a lot of detail um, on the next episode. But for me personally, I have a real um, fondness for it. I guess that's the word. Because after 15 years of being what I call an epiphany addict, I mean, looking for everything you can imagine, the one thing that started to break things through was the expressive writing. It was unbelievable. I mean, after within two weeks after I started it, pretty much by accident, things started to shift for the first time ever. It was pretty unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know the science behind it. There's deep science, and we'll talk about that in some detail. So today we talked about the middle C of catch, check, and choose. Next episode, we're going to talk about choosing, whereas the neuroplasticity um, really changes. Um, I have to—I just have to finish off with one little story. <laughs> so I spent the weekend with my granddaughters, and we reconnected with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. In a modern kids' world, this is not so common anymore. You, you mean David, you mean you reconnected with Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and, my, and my granddaughters. <laughs> But I, I forget about Eeyore. Poor, oh, yes. Oh, my God. He's it's brilliant. I mean, there it is. Eeyore is that there's no space between him and life. Everything is disturbing. <laughs> Poor me. I've got to wake up this morning. Poor me. It's a sunny day, but it's not sunny enough. I mean, it's incredible. So, you know, it's really fascinating when they actually put these characters together. Um, and Eeyore was the one I related to. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's great because many of us are resisting what is showing up in life, resisting our reality. And we want to give people um, a hope of narr a narrative of hope in the sense that if you use some of these tools and really acquire some form of skill set to navigate your mind and body, you know, your nervous system, you can have a better life. And this is why, like I said, it requires us to do things differently so we can start to feel differently. So I just want to summarize today's episode is that neuroplasticity is powerful. It happens fast. And it's been well documented that chronic pain is actually a neurological problem that's actually solvable because you can reprogram your brain around those circuits in the circuits that aren't painful. It's flat out a solvable problem. Everybody does it differently. And that's why Les and I are so passionate about this project, because not only do people come out of chronic pain, they begin to thrive at a level that, that's just indescribable. And so, you know, we're very excited about what we're doing. And we make a little bit of a joke here and there about it. But, you know, we're really committed to trying to get this message out there because it's a big deal to watch people with endless suffering come out of the hole and thrive. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you more interested in, uh, interested in um acceptance commitment therapy, try uh, checking out this book. It's called The Little Act Workbook. The, the, little, act. the little Act Workbook by Michael Sinclair. So um, really, really helpful. Walks you through the, the three C's. Uh, he, call, he, um, the, he calls it wake up, loosen up, and step up. I just call it catch, check, choose. It just sounds better. <laughs> no, I, I like it a lot. Anyway, Les, thank you. David, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. David, thank you everybody for being with us. And uh, today's podcast and any ideas for future topics, you can email them at david-less 
at dynamichealingpodcast.com. That's david-less at dynamichealingpodcast.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.